and we're back. We've been we've been away for a while, but we're back, and we're back in a big way. Welcome everybody to Purposely Offside. I'm Anthony alongside Brian and Jordan, and wow, we I mean we got quite the show for you guys today. We've been absent, but for good reason, right, boys? I've been absent for quite even longer actually, because there's a lot of things going on with me where I had to take about two weeks off from your own shows. Yeah. So it's been quite a while for myself. Good reason though, buddy. You're getting married. I think the last time we were all together, uh, the Leafs were. Was it were before game? It was before game, game seven, yeah. wasn't it? Yep. Either. I made my bold, bold prediction that went horribly, horribly that, wrong. That was the worst. Like if in 2019, I don't think there'll be a worse prediction than the one you made previous to game seven of the Leafs. Brutal. Is it the Jordan curse? Yeah, you got the Jordan curse. Or is it just the Leaf curse? There's the Drake curse, and then there's the Jordan curse. No, there's no such thing when it comes to the Leafs and curses. They just suck. They're just bad. Let's be realistic here. Hey, but, you know, if we look at the way the rest of this playoffs has played out, look look at this, eh? Three minutes, not even three minutes into the uh, podcast. It's been like two weeks. The Raptors are like the most expensive <laughs> franchise in Canadian history. We're starting off with Leafs. I was just going to say that. They're playing in three minutes yeah, like, in the NBA Finals, and we start off this podcast talking Leafs. Golden right State wraps. We just fire <laughs> up some Leafs. I was just going to say, no matter how frustrated we are with the Leafs, um, no matter how far away re- removed we are, we just can't stop talking about them. Yeah, like I'm even wearing a shirt. You're wearing I'm a wearing Leaf a Maple Leafs shirt. Guys, the Raptor game is on right now. Like Jordan said, three minutes, and we're we're not watching right now. But that's okay. I think there's good reason as to why we're not watching. Well, there's good reason. I'm gonna pull it up on my phone. But there's good reason. Yeah, you're right. There's good reason why we're not watching. Who wants to drop the news? I think I'll say one call letter, and I'll pass the next one on to you, you, and then I'll finish off with the U. So I'll start with C. F. M. U93.3 FM. You guys have probably saw on our social media account, purposely underscore offside. Um, We are getting a live, not live, sorry. We're getting a spot on McMaster Radio, 93.3 Monday mornings. Yeah, absolutely. So you can listen to us. Is that definite? Have we we confirmed that? Monday mornings it is. Uh, We had the option of Friday, uh, Tuesday morning, Friday at noon. Um, I think we all made a judgment call that, yeah, Monday morning around 9, 9.30, give or take, is yeah. it's a pretty good time slot. Start people's week off right. Yeah, so we are currently right now in studios just testing out the equipment, making sure that um, you know we know how everything works prior to our first show that we'll be recording in a couple of days. Yeah. So I think it's important we, ca- we came down here just to get a feel of how everything works. So once we do have our first show, we're sort of not left scrambling, but... Uh, to, to, to just to think, a, a couple months ago, we had our first roundtable. I think Rob Bozo was there. Yeah. And we were talking like, raps. We were talking Leafs. It was about an hour and a half podcast. at my podcast. kitchen table. And look at your kitchen right table. Yeah. And literally three months later, we're sitting in a historic radio station behind some microphones, which some amazing people have sat behind. So yeah. I think it's incredible. It truly how, is. How does it feel to have your own mics? It's pretty Dur- cool. Dur- Especially watching, uh, you know, watching all the the live shows that we've been, you know, following for years and all the, all the personalities online to, you know, just to get a chance and, and, you know, even start our own thing. It's just, uh, it's awesome. And I can't give, right now. you can't see it, but I can't give away any names yet until we have confirmation, but we do have some pretty awesome guests coming up. We do. Uh, I'd say we have the next month and a half or so lined up with some incredible guests that we'll be having on. 
the first is Anthony Romanu, 2016 real Olympian, Pan Am athlete. Like actual Olympian starting has, off the show. Has represented Canada, you know, globally across the world for, for a long, long time now. But yeah. um, we're going to start off a bang with him, but we also have so many other great guests that are well known in media. And we'll be having a lot of uh, McMaster athletes, local athletes on. Yeah. Yeah, excited. I mean, that's that's going to be the theme of the show, right? Uh, the theme of our podcast is talking about mainstream sports, getting our opinions, our hot takes. Um, but where we're going to go with um, this whole McMaster radio spot is, like you said, Brian, we're going to interview local athletes, you know, get an idea of um, how they develop throughout their career, uh, where their career is at now, um, you know, get their input on any of the mainstream sports that we talk about um, and just get to know them a little bit more and, and just understand a little more about what they're doing now and, and maybe their life after, you know, varsity or any professional sports that they've, yeah, that they've it, engaged in. So it's going to be pretty exciting and um, I'm really looking forward to it. doesn't mean we're not going to have a podcast anymore though. Absolutely not. Like we're th- that 30 minute spot um, on Monday mornings that will be on radio, but that will also be incorporated into our podcast. So you can still listen to our podcast on Anchor, on Spotify, um, on Apple Podcast, Podbean, wherever you're listening to us. You'll be able to get that full 30-minute spot that we have on McMaster Radio plus whatever we record here yeah, and I don't think we've ever studio. just recorded 30 minutes because we, we always have so much to cover. Yeah. So much input, insight into a lot of the sports that's, you know, that's been going on. So I think this is great to have that 30 minutes, showcase those athletes around here that don't normally have that platform. They can come yeah. on our show now. We can sit down and talk mainstream sports, like you said. Yeah. Talk about their career, their upbringing, how they got to where they are. Also spot, sorry, speak mainstream sports with them. And then... Stop the recording and then start, get right into our podcast. Yeah, where we can talk about mainstream sports. We can talk about Patags going on the beach in, in Barca. Look how good looking he is on the other side of the uh, of the window there, isn't he? You still look tan from over here. Absolutely. So, so we uh, we are in two. I mean, we're in the same studio, but Jordan is separated from us, um, like a you know, through a window, a wall in a window. He's got the lights fully dimmed. He's really just He's missing back. some candles and some wine. I'm yeah, like you're setting the mood in there, buddy. Yeah. I mean, I am alone, which is kind of creepy, but... Well, at least we can have face... Co- I'm like, setting the mood Face-to-face contact yeah. and, you know, interaction with you, which is good. The good thing is there are there is no... Um, you can't bring any liquids in. Otherwise, I bet you you'd have some wine, maybe some cognac, a couple candles kicking in there. Yeah. Because, yeah, I, I, we have to take a picture and, and send that out after so everyone knows what we're talking about. But lights dimmed, piece of glass in front of us. I feel like... There's a red light on top of here, red light district, 100%. Well, there's a red light. You got the on-air light up here. So it doesn't actually light up and say on-air? Yeah, it's lit. Not bad. It's just funny because Jordan messaged us on the way down, you guys want Tim's coffee, and I just (laughs) shut him down right away. Yeah, not allowed. You're not allowed to bring liquids in the studio, Jordan. Yeah, I think I missed the memo. It's okay. We can forgive you. We're forgiving here. First order of business, go do the orientation. Am I even allowed in the building yet? Oh, yeah, you are. You're good. You're you good. have I, to finish it before our first show goes on air. Am I offside yeah. right now? You're totally, purposely offside. I'm purposely offside. I purposely did that. Yeah. But you got an excuse. Right like now. you said, we, you, George just got back from Spain. We welcome him back. Um, we welcome Brian back. 
It's been a while. It's just been a while. So let's let's get into some sports talk. I mean, I know you guys want to start Leafs, but we can't. We, you know, it's too depressing. Can't. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get into them in just a second. But we gotta we gotta roll with the game that's literally happening right now. Uh, it's about to tip off any second now. Leafs Golden State. You see how he said Leafs? Golden oh my State? goodness, I did. <laughs> they never leave. Troll. I can't get that off my mind. No, uh, Raptors, Golden State. L- let us just start with this. Brian, you are not a Raptors fan. Not at all. Not one bit. Did you ever think you would see a day where the, and be honest, where the Raptors would be in the NBA Finals? I truly started watching basketball religiously when I was about 11 or 12. And even back then, and I held this up until about a week and a half ago, I said, I will never see the Toronto Raptors in the NBA Finals ever. Guaranteed. Never will see them there. So the fact that they actually made it blows my mind. I know it blows a lot of minds out there, but I truly never thought I'd see the day. Uh, You guys as Raps fans, did you think this would happen? No. Be honest. No. Not just this year in general, though, ever. Maybe when they got Kawhi Leonard in the summer, I was like, okay, this team can make a final now. I never really thought they could make a final when they didn't, like when they had Demar and Kyle, just like just like those were the main two guys. I thought they could, you know, win a few rounds. I never thought they could make a championship and win it. When they got Kawhi, I'm like, yeah, they have a chance to make it. But in the back of your mind, you're like, okay, well, Golden State is the one of the greatest teams to ever play the game. So there's there's no chance that even if they made a final with Kawhi, that they can even beat the Golden State Warriors. And now. I'm watching the finals and I'm I'm thinking the Raptors are pretty good and they have a chance to beat Golden State. A legitimate shot. This isn't just some, you know, high thinking here. They they're actually they've actually dominated them at some points in the series. Yeah. And so to answer your question Brian, the answer is no. But as I've watched this whole 2019 NBA playoffs play out, the Raptors have showed me one thing that the Leafs haven't is that they have grown and they have learned how to win. I don't believe that for a second. I totally disagree with that. What do you mean? How have they grown when they completely revamped their entire roster? Oh, they didn't, didn't revamp the roster. They did. They, they, they got rid of a really good player, an all-star, not a superstar, an all-star in DeMar DeRozan. Swapped him for a two-way player, like the equivalent of a Patrice Bergeron. So like there's, that's what, there's that's a Kawhi Leonard. Revamp. Kawhi Leonard is basically the Patrice Bergeron of the NBA. He's a two-way player, can score, can defend. And adding that element, obviously, is what... You take Kawhi out, they're not in the... Like, I know what you're saying. You take Kawhi out, they're not in the finals. But some of their players, like Van Vliet, like Norman Powell... So um, there's two guys that have maybe grown. But Tags, correct me if I'm wrong... But you bring in Kawhi, mm-hmm. you bring in Green, you bring in uh, Gasol. Yeah. Three starters there. That's true. So who grew? Van Vliet, Norman Siakam. Powell, Pascal Siakam. Okay, so half. So three guys grew with the organization. They brought three in. I would even say Lowry's grown. But yeah. You can tell he's he's gotten a lot better. He's, he's grown into more of a leader. Like, let, let's go back to where this all started, Brian. This all started back when the Leafs, or the Leafs, sorry, I keep saying the Leafs, <laughs> uh, when the Raptors, the first, um, the first time they made the playoffs with Kyle and DeMar, uh, the first round matchup, was it against Brooklyn? Brooklyn. Right? What was the series? They lost 4-2? They lose game seven? 
or maybe they lost. It was game six or seven they lost in. Anyway, bottom line, they didn't look like they belonged in the playoffs. Right then, the next year, swept by the Wizards, again didn't look like they belonged in the playoffs. I actually thought that team was going to get blown up after that series. I yeah. thought Kyle and Demar were going to get traded, and, you know, and they, they stayed. The team up. And they stayed with them. Yeah. Right, they made the playoffs. Um, the next year as well, they went around. They beat the Pacers. They beat uh, the Miami Heat. They go to the conference finals. The next year, they went around against Milwaukee. Kyle Lowry, I agree with you, Jordan, has grown since the Raptors have kind of started this whole thing in terms of consistently making the playoffs. He's had one good game where Raps fans legitimately said, yeah. that is the Kyle Lowry we're looking for. And it was game, what, three or four against Milwaukee? Maybe game yeah. five, something like that? And, and you know, he, he's not the player he used to be. And this is the unfortunate thing about Kyle Lowry, is as he's grown and matured and learned how to win, he's also getting older and he's breaking down a little bit. So I, I was pretty critical of him when we last talked in our podcast, Jordan, because I was saying that Kyle Lowry is not—he's not a star anymore. He's just a really good—he's a—he's a really good player. But they—they they have a star in their team. It's Kawhi. That, that's it. And you could argue that Pascal is their other star or in star the making budding, for sure, budding star. Yeah, who's, absolutely. Who's sort of on the rise? And right. He's completely had his coming out party. He is poised to get most improved player. He's also. A contender to be MVP of mm-hmm. the finals if the Raptors do end up winning it. So I think like, you know, Kyle, the, the, he doesn't have to be the guy anymore. It, it, what, before it was the Kyle and DeMar show, the sort of splash brothers of Toronto, but now it, it's not, that's not the case. A championship team is, is it that it's a team. They're getting contributions from all their starters, even their bench. So th- it doesn't have to rest on, on Lowry's shoulders anymore. It doesn't even have to rest on Kawhi's shoulders. And he's not healthy right now either. Like he's he's nobody's healthy. No one's healthy, but he's playing through Both a sore thumb. Are, his back is is completely messed up. Yeah. Both Kawhi's teams not even very, playing healthy very right now. Riddled with injuries right now, but that yeah. that's what happens at the playoffs. No matter what sport, you see it in hockey all the time. By the time you get to this championship round, your teams are gassed. Yeah. And if you say you're you're healthy, and if you say you're not banged up, you're lying. Because you can't go through a, a playoff and play the minutes that these guys are playing and say that you're going to be healthy for the, through every round and every game. It's not possible unless yeah. you're on steroids or um, unless you're just a just a freak athlete, like a you know, arguably LeBron. Mm-hmm. But but I, I see where you, like I understand your point though, Brian. No, and, and the thing is, and you have to have lucky bounces go your way, and the Raps definitely have. You look back. Forget the Orlando round. Game one was a wash. They won four straight. Okay, you win in five. That game seven bounce that goes in, like it bounced 45 times on the rim. That bounces out. You go to overtime. Yeah, anything uh, can happen. They have all the momentum. You lose that. Going down 0-2 to Milwaukee, the best team in the league, and winning four straight was crazy. That barely happens. I don't think it ever really has happened. It's like 4%. Of the time that happens. It actually, and you're 100% right, it hardly happens, but it's actually happened the last two years in a row. And is Ra- that... Raptors is that, came back on, obviously, on the uh, Bucks, and then last year the the Cavaliers came back on the on the Celtics. Other than that, you're right, it never happens. But is that to say the Raptors are a lucky team that are getting bouncy, or are we actually sitting here and saying that a Toronto sports team is actually a legit championship contender? Because that's what championship teams do. They yeah, get you gotta, down, you gotta be they good fight, to be, they scratch be luck, and claw, be good to be lucky, and right? they win those types of games. And, that, and that's never happened throughout you know, 
like I said, we always go back to the Leafs. It doesn't happen to teams like that. But this team has shown time and time again that when they get down, they fight, they claw back, and they win those tough games and those gritty games. And, you know, if you're a team like that, you're going to get those bounces. Eventually, bounces are going to come your way. And it, it, it right now, it is happening. For Everything's happening for the Raptors. I don't want to be negative, but I'm going to ask this anyway. Again, because you guys are fans. You have been for a long time. Yeah. I don't like them, but I am rooting for the city. I'll admit that. Of course. But I'm yeah, watching this series objectively. Couldn't care less if the Raps or Golden State won, but obviously I'm leaning towards the side of the Raps. If they lose, you as Raps fans, do you consider this a successful season? Oh, 100%. Yes. So you're happy if they lose. Absolutely. Th- this is... Okay, this is a massive silly. step. No, a it's a massive step. For let, but let, if let Kawhi me... leaves after, and you got this far and lost, is it really a successful season if you lose two or three guys? Well, let's, let's go back to Kawhi and if he stays after. But let me just answer your first question. This season is a success. Now, at the beginning of the... Like, if you were to ask any of us, any of the uh, Raptors management at the beginning of the season, what's a successful season look like to you? They'd say making the NBA Finals. That's been their goal for the past, I don't know, since 20, 2014, 2013, 2014. Well, ever since Masai stepped in. Right. Mm-hmm. Make the NBA Finals. So... Yeah, I think this is this is a successful season, and I'm happy with it. The problem is that winning is so contagious, and winning is you just you want it more. And now that I see the Raptors win Game One, they had a chance to win Game Two. You look at all the injuries Golden State has. I might be a little pissed if they don't take it home, because there's a there's a real opportunity for them to win it, and, and who knows how long it'll take for this opportunity to come again. So yeah, I would consider it a success, but I still would be disappointed if they didn't if they didn't win because I think a lot of things have gone their way for them to be in this position right now. I can echo that. Like I, I'm a Mavericks fan, so 2006, heavy favorites against the Heat, they're up two nothing. They end up losing that series. Oh yeah, that's right. They lost and that series. Yeah, at, at first, you know what? That's that's a successful season. I'm happy with that. Yeah. But as time goes on, you start to realize. You were that close to winning it all. And I never knew that, I, you know, I, I didn't know 2011 would happen, obviously. But you finally get back there. But as a fan, you start to think about it more. And you think you're, you're two wins away or one win away if it goes to Game 7 from winning it all. So I think that at first, yeah, great success. But I think the more you think about it, the more it upsets you. The well, older you're definitely, you definitely, when you look at it in hindsight, you're if they end up losing the series... Of course, you're going to be upset. You had a chance to, you had a legitimate shot at winning a championship and you let it slip away. If they end up losing the series, you're going to look at game two as as the game that they let that series slip away. Because if, if they were up 2 nothing going into Oakland tonight with all the momentum and all the wind at their sails, this series would be different. Now, obviously, the game's going to be on right now. We don't know what's going to happen. So, but. What you have to think about, too, is what's next for this team and what what is what has transpired here in not only Toronto or the GTA, but in Canada. What what is what is well, the I Raptors think... making the finals done for the country not and, the, this and is... the sport of basketball mm-hmm. in Canada? Nothing. No, I think I think, think it's this, nothing. No, this this is this is huge. This is the Vince Canada. Carter equivalent even more like vince carter 
put Canada on the map, right? He inspired so many young Canadian basketball players to pursue basketball. That's essentially what this is doing right now. The Raptors making it to a final, a Canadian team being relevant is going to inspire a young generation of basketball players once more. And, you know, Canada has some pretty good basketball players right now in their 19, 20, 21 age range, age range. And it's only going to get better. I think it's so Canada. Canada's a basketball country, and they're only going to get better. And this they're, is they're only Olympic fuel team. That. Their Olympic team is on the brink. Like they're a budding team. Like look at all the look at all the names. Look at you know the Jamal Murrays and look at uh, you know you still got Andrew Wiggins around here as well. Yeah, and all, Andrew and Wiggins, RJ Barrett's coming. RJ Barrett. Year. Yeah. Like look at all these names. All these top top prospects that are going not only in the first round, but they're going in lottery picks. Yeah. They're just there. It seems like there's a Canadian almost every year in in the lottery pick. And it seems like there's always a couple Canadians in the March Madness tournament that are, you know, going to be taken high. There were, there were in plenty in, in March Madness this year. This doesn't mean anything long term for basketball in Canada, though. Oh, it does, though, Brian. It absolutely it does. does. At I, least fan. Okay, maybe this maybe the sport itself of basketball, but not for the Raptors as a team. Well, you see, look. Look at the Jays' attendance now. What did ninety uh, the early nineties do? Like fifteen years later, nothing. If the Raps, remember when the Jays went on that run in the year after they were a bad team, but it was still selling out, and then they were bad, and then no one showed up anymore. I think the same thing would happen with the Raps fans. I truly do. I, I if, think the Jays are different though. But if the Raps come out next season and they miss the playoffs, and then the year after that they miss the playoffs again, the arena is going to be half empty. What? People are so starved. For a winning team in Toronto and Canada that everyone's just grasping towards it. But are you saying that because when the Jays were good back in 2015, 2016, they sold out the Rogers Center, but now that they're not a good team, no one's it's coming? Empty. Okay, but I, I think it's two different... I think it's two different things. I think baseball is like a dying sport in a sense that it, there's all these old rules and old standards to go by... And I think baseball is the type of sport where you got to be successful to fill the seats. The Raptors have been filling seats for a while now. That's it, an MLSE. It, that's an MLSE thing, though. That, MLSE, that's, that's you're a, in the heart of the also city. That's a corporate thing. Um, it's it's a I got, it, you have you guys have been to Raptors games, right? It's a vibrant, hip, pop culture oh, type feeling. It's the best. It's the best sports atmosphere in Toronto. Yeah, it's a great atmosphere. There's a DJ. It's it's a good time. It's yeah. a good time to go to the Raptors game. And I don't I don't think they have to be super successful. Like I, I think they can miss the playoffs next year. Next year, yeah. And, and people and, will and go. And still stall out and go. Year after, no. If if the year after it looks like they're gonna be a last place team, it's half sold out. I don't know if I agree with that. It's half sold out, I'm telling you. Maybe two and a half, three years down the road because of the run they're on now, people will still be on that high. But if they end up being a last place team for three years, nobody's going to the Raptors games. I don't know if I agree with that. People are so. Can you disagree with the fact that people are just starved for a winner in Toronto? I don't care about MLS. I don't care about the Argos. Three major sports: NHL, yeah, that doesn't, NBA, yeah. MLB. People want a winner, and the Raps are giving they them. They want that. something in the big three. So everybody, people who've never watched basketball in their lives, are picking up and starting to watch a basketball game now. Yeah. I Why? Think it's because just, they're winning. But see, I think they had. I think the Raptors. You're right. There's a lot of people jumping on the bandwagon, but I think the Raptors still have that solid fan base. Oh yeah, and it's it's only growing. I mean, you look at, like I said, I'm going to go back to it. The, the sport of basketball in Canada 
is growing. And Can, it, was, it was growing before this year. It was growing before, again, going back to what you said about the whole Vince Carter factor. That's what started it. That was the sort of first wave of big basketball fans in Canada, not only here, but also in Vancouver. Because we only remember Vancouver had a basketball team as well. And um, based on what Adam Silver's been saying, they're potentially uh, looking at getting a team back in Vancouver, which I think would be very successful as well, just based on the fact that the population has grown so much and just the fact that the sport of basketball in, in this in this country has just grown so much since they were last in the league. So, And that's a long-term effect. That, that's a long-term effect. That's the Vince Carter wave. That's the... Uh, success of, of Canada basketball growing. Like I said, their Olympic program's growing. They're, they're pumping out all the, this top talent in the college ranks. And now that the Raptors are legitimate, they're a powerhouse team. And yeah, I said powerhouse. Um, <laughs> they're in the NBA finals right now. This is the second, this is going to be the second wave of Canada basketball. This is, I this agree. is what's going to push Canada basketball up tremendously and take it over to the top. So I have some proof of how I think the attendance is going to go down. Chris Bosh years, Raps made the playoffs a couple of times. Am I right? Yeah, they lost to the Nets. Right. So around that time, mid-19,000s, 19,435. Then they start missing the playoffs. Goes down to mid-18,000s. Then 17,000. Then 16,000. So it goes down over 3,000 in attendance but, but, okay, but because Brad, they're a bad team. And that's, and that's, and that's true. When, when you lose, your attendance is going to go down. But that's actually not as big as a drop off compared to Jays, which had what forty five thousand compared to a thousand, fifteen, ten, fifteen. Yeah, oh, they fit their averaging, numbers. Like, really like, like Jays have three thousand. Yeah. Well, I, I guess the weekend games is their oh, peak, yeah, so they sure. get about ten thousand. That's a big drop. That's a big drop off. Nineteen to seventeen. I understand what you're saying. It's it's a drop off, but it's not that. It's not as significant. I, I feel. It's going to come down to. Masai and the management team stepping in and re-signing Masai or Masai, excuse me, Kawhi. Kawhi. Get them mixed up. Masai, so Kawhi. So I just want to go, this is a great conversation, by the way. Um, just want to say, I'm not sure if you saw this tweet, Jordan, Brian, but um, the Raptors are now the most valuable sports franchise in Canada. This is a tweet sent out yesterday. The Raptors are now worth about $1.8 billion U.S., 1.8 billion could sell for over 2 billion. That was some financial analyst from what Toronto Star. Uh, this was actually the the score that tweeted that out, but they might have got that from from elsewhere. That's what I heard That's earlier. Alarming. But the the most valuable sports franchise in Canada. That's ahead of the Leafs. That's ahead of the Jays. I heard that's mainly mostly due to the NBA TV deal in the U.S. That's that's what's pushing the well, uh, the value and the revenues. Is and, just and that's what value. success brings, right? Yeah. Success I, brings TV deals into the states. I still don't buy that though. You're telling me there are two people lined up, or sorry, one person in front of both teams. MLSC comes in, says we're selling the Raptors and we're selling the Leafs. You truly think a smart businessman or a woman would say, you know what? I think I'll purchase the Raps. Well, no, with I all the hype that's around them right now and the and the buzz in yeah, the city. This, yes, this is an article for clickbait. And Raps fans will love this, and they'll talk about it. And it'll make it'll make news nationwide. But there's no true valuation in that, is what I'm trying to say. Well, I mean, if the Leafs actually the, the Leafs sold, win the cup next year, they're the most valuable franchise in Canada. It's yeah. all here's it's it's all guessing. There's no 
you can't actually say this is exactly what they're valued at and this is what someone will pay for them because I guarantee you someone would offer four billion for the Leafs. But because the numbers don't back that up because of TV, TV deals, they don't write about it. Your question's interesting. If someone had the chance to sit there and pick between the Raptors and, and Leafs, yeah, it'd be. It, you're saying they'd pick the Leafs? 1,000% every single time. And why? Just the name that the Leafs brand has, mm-hmm. even though they're not as successful, they've shown that they can be bad and people will still go and spend tens of millions of dollars on merchandise and right. tickets and... Look, any any single uh, rink in the league, there's it's Leafs fans everywhere. Yeah. It's a North American fan base. It is, but don't you think the Raptors are? Sorry, don't you think basketball is more of a mainstream pop culture North American? But sport, I, I hate to say it, no one outside of Canada cares about the Raps. You go down this, to Florida, this no, series might change that though. That's, it will. It's it's thing. putting that, eyes that's on the Toronto. Barrier might break. There's a lot of yeah. exposure. Canada, Canada and the Raptors are getting a lot of U.S. exposure right now. And you know, a lot. That, I think that's people, temporary. People in the States don't are not going to care after this whole thing is is done with the Raptors, after the series is done, whether they win the championship or not. I, I don't think anyone cares. And I think I think someone would may choose the Raptors if they could continue to show that they're a relevant franchise. Of course, you have to, in you North have to continue to be successful. Success is everything. Winning is everything. Right now, I, I bet you 10 out of 10 times someone buy, purchases the Leafs over the Raps. But if the Raps can keep this up, they can build their brand not only just in Canada, but across the U.S. and globally, then yes. But if you go overseas and you talk to the basketball fans, they know the Lakers, they know the Celtics, and now they know Golden State. Even though the Raptors are in the finals now, they don't have that aura about them. I'm a, I love the Raptors. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, I, I don't think that you know the Raptors will ever. I don't think the Raptors will ever get to that point um, where they can be a more popular team than the Lakers or the Knicks. They just don't or have the that history. They, well, they're building that history right now, right? But. It's just because the the NBA is predominantly American, so I don't know if they can ever be as popular in terms of uh, fans across the states, like those you know those big market NBA teams. But what they're doing right now can really help their cause. It can it can't hurt them. The Raptors need a superstar and a household name to promote that team. Look at and that's you, all have. those teams that you had mentioned the Lakers, they had Kobe. Kobe Bryant is is still a worldwide brand. LeBron James, Michael Jordan, all these guys were businesses in themselves. Yeah. And I, they promoted their team they promoted their teams as secondary. They promoted themselves as first in the household name and they promoted them their teams as second. I'm gonna counter that with a good point and you guys are both gonna agree with me. <laughs> You're talking about you need that superstar to build the brand of your team. I love Kawhi's attitude to death. Love him as an athlete. But he is not that guy that's going to promote your NBA franchise. All these other guys you just mentioned, they're media superstars. They're on Twitter all the time. They're interviews all the time. They want to involve themselves in movies and documentaries and radio shows and television shows. Kawhi wants nothing to do with any of that. But... Nothing. His play on the court will do that. Yeah, but you also need to be a brand yourself to promote yourself and the team. He doesn't 
He wants to play ball and go home. But but the, you know what, Brian? The Toronto media will do it for him, and they already have. Well, people, does he want people, that? People love his demeanor. Like like look I think, look, I think look, his look at his look at his press conference. <laughs> yeah, the laugh. <laughs> Viral. How did that sound over there? It's the, still, over I, the, uh, I, every day I go on social media, I still coming across some tweet. <laughs> Brian is tired right now. I come across some tweet or some meme that is a Kawhi laugh meme. But like, it's been going, that's been going on since, since the season started. But literally, the media made that for him. The, the fun guy shirts, New, like New Balance. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a huge billboard guy. in Young and Dundas Square. Brian is killing himself. <laughs> that, was the, that was the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life when he did that laugh. Holy moly! I just it's but so whenever hot you hear something like, like that, you're just gonna bullets. think of of Kawhi, and you're gonna think of him wearing that Raptors jersey. But that's the Toronto media, right? Like that's it. They'll, they'll just. They'll make you into something if you're a good enough player and you're and you're marketable. Like the whole fun guy thing with Kawhi is because he doesn't come off as a fun guy. That's what makes it funny. Yeah, That's what makes irony. it. You know what scares me though when I see media and all them uh, promoting him, I, I think to myself that might be driving him away. I don't think he wants that attention. I don't think he wants people knowing that he purchased a, an apparent house in Toronto, that they have all these shirts made for him, and that he's a center of attention. I think he likes a little bit of it, but not as much as I think people may seem to think. I, I, I don't know if it's a detriment for all the attention that everyone's giving him. I honestly just think he just wants to chill, go to the court, shoot hoops, get boards, go home and go to sleep. But there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm saying if you're looking for somebody, a superstar, to promote your team yeah. and be out there and loud, he's not that guy. He is in Toronto, but, uh, but not globally. They don't need him to promote the team. Success is what's going to promote the Raptors. And and, and you know what? The people in China and Korea love Kawhi Leonard. So he is almost he is kind of an international brand because those countries are really into basketball. Um so he does have kind of an international brand, Kawhi. Man, I just I just think success will will sell. That's it. That's it. At the end of the day, if you're if you're if you're an athlete your success and the success of your team will sell you. Yeah. There are those, like you said, Brian, there are those athletes who are um, out there and are all about promoting their brand and promoting themselves. And yeah, those are those are the top guys in the league, that the top money makers. Look at every other team. The top money maker is your most flamboyant or outgoing guy in the team. But then here comes the Toronto Raptors and their gritty hard-nosed style with their silent their silent leader Kawhi Leonard leading them on to the finals and like I think it's refreshing for the league because they're they're not they're not getting that sort of arrogance they're not getting that sort of um, outlandish behavior that you see with some other athletes and I think and I think that what you said Anthony is perfect is that it, it is actually perfect for Toronto because this is the, this is exactly the type of player that the Raptors and Toronto and all of Canada are actually looking for. I think it exemplifies Canada. It does. I think, I think it fits perfectly. Polite, humble. Can I divert this for two seconds? Yeah. And I think it fits in perfectly with what's going on right now. But, Jordan, what would you think about doing a live draft if you have your phone on you for the Canadian Open? And we can draft, because this is a sports show, 
and talk about the Canadian Open at the same time? Or do you still want to keep going raps? Ooh, I, th- I think we should still go raps for like a little bit more. That was really just a plug to get Jordan to look at his phone because he's on the other side of the glass. <laughs> well, it worked because I'm, I'm on it. There you go. Yep. Not distracting you by any means. I mean, this is this is purposely offside. Yeah. And by no means do we follow rules. We don't follow any rules. Aside from no... Uh, we have to follow a few when we're on Mac Radio. No drinks inside. Jordan, I have to. I have to. I have to mention this. With and by the way, the Raptors are up by ten. Right, right I was now. just going to say. Wow, 26, 26 16. Look at that. We'll keep you guys posted as we go through the show. Do you think the Leafs <laughs> are following this closely? All this attention from the fans and uh, nope. Uh, you think that they're they're getting inspired by this team? Not one bit. I don't because they, they... a bunch of them are at the game. You saw you saw the pictures. Johnny T. I think Hyman, I think they Dermot, want this. I think they look at you think this, this is motivating. Like, I, I, I want this. I want this hype to be around our team. I mean, it is. It's first the first round. If they won the first round, it probably would have been like the party that ensued after the Raptors beat the Bucks. Literally, <laughs> I think it would have been, would have been it might, worse. It, it might have been worse. Like <laughs> I think it would have been worse. But I think they see this and they're like, "Wow!" Like we we actually have an opportunity to do this next next year. I think they already know, though. I don't think they need to see what's going on now to truly understand what would happen if they even won a round never mind made it to the cup final so i don't think this is really motivating because i think they all know and i think there's that sense of arrogance being a leaf you know that everyone loves you at least leafs fans do everyone else hates you but if if you won a round in toronto it would mean the world to everybody it'd be mayhem i think one round would like you said be exactly what toronto was after the bucks if not more yeah and if the Leafs made the cup final Bedlam. I don't think you can truly express or explain what the city and Canada would look like. If the Leafs beat the Bruins in round one this year, there would have been an arrest. I would have gotten Over arrested. Over under on the arrests made if the Leafs beat the Bruins in, in 3,000. Arrests? <laughs> 3,000. I was at game six. If they won in game six, I was going outside naked. I was taking off all my clothes. <laughs> I was jumping on cars and buses and flipping stuff. I would have been a mess and be put in jail immediately. And we, I wouldn't so be sitting here. There's one at least. That's me. And I encourage everyone around me to do the same thing. <laughs> Just get a chain going in RS. Would you not, though? Just for That's for one round. Let's go streaking. Bring your green hat. Through the quad. We're going through the, the quad of the gymnasium. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, like you said, Jordan, wraps are up. Was it confirmed, Clay Thompson out? It was. Yes. Raptors got to win tonight. That was a good Raptors conversation. And I like the way you segued, smooth segue, Jordan, into talking about the Leafs because that's where I want to touch base on next. The Toronto Maple Leafs. Mitch Marner is obviously the focus, the area of focus for this offseason for the Toronto Maple Leafs. But there's obviously, there's a few things that kind of got to fall into place they got to free up some cap space. they got to get rid of some players. Um, so why don't we start off with Patrick Barlow and the Leafs. do you think it's possible that the Leafs could possibly... Can the Leafs get rid of Patrick Marlowe? I don't see a lot of people, a lot of teams. I think the fact that both of, both Zaitsev and Marlowe's names have been brought up in trade talks already, I think it's, it's very possible. Um it's whether you know he's expressed 
uh, his interest in leaving. Um, I think that's confirmed. I know that there was a lot of uh, a lot of talk about. I don't know if it was his wife or or him that they they weren't happy here. I don't know if their their kids were. Yeah, were apparently they want to relocate. Whatnot. They want to be in back California. in back in Cali or San Jose. Good leave. Um, <laughs> I I think it's just I think it's very interesting that both Zaitsev and Marlow came up in in trade talks as soon as the season ended because um, I think those were two uh, two Leafs other than Jake Gardner you know who the fans are very unhappy with uh, at the end of the season yeah and it just happens it just so happens that they have some uh, some pretty big contracts to to move to so. Um, I think it is very re- realistic that either one or both of them get moved by this. And the, the, re- the reason I ask you guys if you think it's possible they can move Marlowe, because we all watched together how bad he played in some parts of the season. I think Marlowe Marlo would be tough because he, he does have a high cap hit uh, for, an, for an old player. Yeah. Um, the the talk was that they would uh, the team that they'd be training for in, in L.A. was brought up with um, – you know, the return would have to be uh, another high cap at player. As Why well. would LA want him? Why would any team want Patrick Marlowe? The for $6 crazy thing is, is that these rumors came out and they've been verified that yes, Marlowe's family wants to move, and Zaitsev wants out. But let's be realistic: the Leafs were going to put them on the market anyway. The Leafs want to get, I think, out of Zaitsev's contract. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they want to get out of Marlowe's. So I don't know if they they. Do you think they they wanted to get rid of Marlowe or they wanted that contract to just I think end they just him, wanted him to go gone. to unrestricted free agency? I know that there is talk of Zaitsev getting moved even by the deadline, but I'm, I was very shocked. I'm very shocked to hear the Marlowe news. I'm happy with it. You know what? Great guy in the dressing room. Yeah, you're you're Matthews and and Marner's dad. You suck <laughs> at hockey now. Like get get lost. Or you know what? Send him to Robodeau Island. Yeah, Dubis can take a page out of Lamorello's book and make him a special advisor to the team. Assistant coach, maybe skating coach. I don't know, assistant GM. Do something to keep him in the room then, if he means that much. Yeah. like and Find a way to get I rid of know. the money. Buy him out. When I saw those updates that like Vancouver was interested in Zaitsev and that multiple teams were calling about Marlowe, I was actually shocked. I'm stunned. I'm why, more, I'm more stunned about Zaitsev than like, Marlowe. Like, like, by all means, take him. What, where's the interest in Nikita Zaitsev? Where's the interest in a $6 million Marlowe? I don't know. Like, unless, and like it's, you said LA, right, Jordan? Unless they really want to get rid of a big contract like Dustin Brown, Kopitar, Jeff Carter. But he's, but Marlowe's making as much more. as that. more. He's, I think yeah. he's on par, he's on par with Carter, but he's making, I think he's making a mil, mil and a half. Yeah, Marlowe's at what, than, six and uh, a half Brown. or six? Or something. 6.25, I think. Six, yeah. But he's making he's making over a mil more than Dustin Brown, and Dustin Brown is is I think five years younger, six years younger. Yeah, I'm. I'm so just, I don't know I'm where shocked. that where they fit because L.A. wants to rebuild and they want to get younger, but then they're going to take on a take on a forty year old making six million a year. It just doesn't make that the Marlowe to L.A. news doesn't make sense to me. How about Marlowe to Arizona? It doesn't make sense to me either because they're a young team, they're a young up and coming team. You got a you got a team that's old and wants to get young, and you have a young team that wants to continue to build. So I don't know if they're just a team that's looking to take on more cap, maybe have Marlowe come in, and again an, another sort of leadership mentor role for one year for some of the younger guys, like they did with, here with uh, Matthews and uh, and Marner and the other younger guys. 
Uh, maybe they're going to follow suit with that because obviously it's it's worked and and helped in Toronto. So, um, like I said, I'm, I don't know where Marlowe fits on either of those teams. Um, but again, the the Zaitsev news is very interesting too. I'm very curious to see what kind of return um, you know they'd fetch for him. But I was reading today that um, uh, the talks for. Um, Sorry, that's different. That's that's the other news that we were going to discuss. Guys, I'm sweating so much right now. It's not even normal. I feel like I'm taking a bath. Got to bring a fan. A fan we need next time, but yeah. I honestly don't even think I need to. I feel like I'm in a sauna. Yeah. I'm going to bring a towel, some sunscreen. Boys, Maybe. I don't know about you, but I don't know if you can see. How are you feeling? I've got some layers off right now, man. Come on, we are getting uh, we are getting intimate over here. That's what I like to hear. I want you to stand up soon. I want to know what's going on uh, beneath that table. Pants off yet or no? Or Speedo? Tell me. uh, I don't know. I can't get over your, like, you just howling after my Kawhi laugh. It was unbelievable. Like, right at tears in his (laughs) eyes. I had to step away from the mic (laughs) and honestly just turn away. And then he picked up that I was laughing. So he starts laughing. You're the only one that was keeping composure because you're on the. It took everything. To not just burst out laugh. And that's good because I think if all three of us are laughing, someone's got to take control. Yeah. Like at, at least, at least what they say, you know, a four to seven show, for example, they have producers that are in their ears saying, hey, keep it together, guys. Let's be realistic here. Well, that's why it's purposely offside. We're different. That's what we do here. So we'll keep our eyes out on the whole Marlowe Zaitsev news. I just thought it would be interesting to bring that up. What about the other... Uh, banger of uh news that we heard late last night from uh, a guy who's who's been in social media a lot lately is sean avery i did you hear about that i don't put any validity into what sean avery says about anything this is a guy that rides his bike and takes instagram videos he's a washed up nhl player and he's just looking for likes let's be realistic all he cares about is a reaction and he says nazim Kadri, do you really think those rumors are see, correct? See, I think him mispronouncing Nazim as Nazim and Truba as Trubda proves that that was the ultimate troll. Like, I, I seriously, or, I seriously think just he... Either a, a washed-up NHL or that is horrible. He's like, horrible seriously, English. I think he did that on purpose to, like, just gain some attention. But that's and, very it, specific. You know what I mean? Like it's just like you you could say you could come up with any trade. Why that? Why that one? Well, because he knows the Leafs are looking for a right hand defenseman. Jacob Troop is a right hand yeah. defenseman. It's clicks, clickbait. Some some reporters have come out and have have addressed it. But I yeah, like Brian said, it's one hundred percent clickbait. And he did it the, mispronouncing those. He knows how to pronounce Nazem Kadri. He knows how to pronounce Jacob Truba. Come on, you, you, are you kidding me? He did that on purpose to troll and get clickbait. Hundred percent. And I actually liked the guy when he was defending the Leafs and Tavares. And now after he says that, I'm just like, come on, man. Are you that irrelevant right now that you have to go and just make up trade rumors? It's interesting with uh, with that, though, because it does seem like a legitimate, legitimate fit and legitimate trade, I'd say, for both teams. Did we, give, did, did we give context on what we're talking about? No, we haven't. And I think we, we need to come So over. for those that have no idea what we're talking about right now, uh, Sean Avery basically came out. Did he release this on Instagram? On social media. 
and he said that he had sources in Toronto confirmed. He actually said confirmed. What's that mean? That Kadri, that a Kadri for Jacob Truba swap was going to happen. And then I, you know, I turned on the radio this morning, listened to uh, First Up. <laughs> and uh, they had Bob me back on, Bob McKenzie. And he's like, I checked with my sources and I can confirm that this is not true. Boom. Case closed. Done. I'm taking McKenzie over Avery. Mackenzie Hughes? Mackenzie Hughes. <laughs> Bob McKenzie. Are you drafting or no? Are you waiting? I thought we were talking Leafs. No, I mean I, uh, I mean golf draft. Yes. Okay. Are we doing this live or are we going to... No, you can just... Like, amongst ourselves. Quick glance down. You pick your player. Good to go. We'll continue with Leafs. One more, a couple more things to talk about. It depresses then we, me so much. And then we much. can get into... Uh, yeah, it does. And <laughs> it then really depresses into, me. And then we'll get into some golf. We've got the big Canadian Open coming up. Starting tomorrow. Are you surprised that we haven't heard... The name Mitch Marner? I was just going to say that. I was like, I was going to ask you guys, like, last week. No news, I think, is good news. Well, no news is good news, but Darren Dreger said last week that Mitch Marner might test the waters here. Good. I think he's just, I think he's just trolling, and I think he's just trying to. You think Darren Dreger's trolling? No, no, no. I think Mitch Marner's trolling. I think he's just trying to push, push Dubas's buttons here. I think it's just a power play in terms of contract talks. Dubis, I think, learned from the Nylander thing, or at least I hope that he did. And I would I would give Marner and his camp three offers. Here's offer one, offer two, offer three, different term, different years. If you want to go test the waters, do your thing. If you haven't signed by August 1st, we're going to entertain training you. Well, he has to no, he has to sign by June 26th. No, I, right? Or else no. he, he can explore. If the Leafs don't offer sign him, sheets. yeah. If the Leafs don't sign him by June 26, he can get off. He can get an offer. Good, sheet. do it. I would. I would say, okay. If you don't sign by whatever that date is, June 23rd, 26th, go test the waters. Do it. Do what you want. Honestly, but, go but for don't it. You, but don't you find it scary, Brian? That like apparently there's teams set up to interview Mitch Marner during this RFA process, which never happens. I'm sick, honestly. After the whole Nylander thing, and you guys know how strongly I felt about that. I'm over it. I'm over it. If you want to leave for, say, a million or $2 million when you know you're going to make that back up, playing in Toronto with sponsorships and all that kind of stuff, get out of here. Yeah, I don't I'm, care about you. I'll, t- I'll take my first, my four first-round picks. Don't let the door hit you on the way out and get out of Toronto. I, com- I completely agree with okay, you. Okay, but I, like Mitch Marner's not the guy I want to play hardball. I play hardball with William Mealing. So what, give him whatever he wants? He's good. He wants Matthews' money by all accounts. Okay. 11 <laughs> 6. You can't do it. Your since, team's strapped financially. Since we're talking about what you give, what would you guys give Mitch Marner? Nine. 9.5 max. You're Cal Dubis. You give, you, okay, hey Mitch, here's an offer. You're saying nine? I'd say, I'd start maybe 8.8 over, say, like six or seven years. I'd do maybe nine and a half, nine over five. If he wants to do a bridge at three years, here's like nine and a half, ten million. No more than ten. No way. I'd go max, max ten. Uh, over like a long term. We'll say max ten mil for Mitch Marner. Yeah. So ten million, not going above. Not if he going wants above no. that. If he wants ten one, see you later. 
because you. I still, I still, and I, I think ten million is really pushing it. Because yeah, he's a tremendous player. But and here's the other thing. I, I'd say even nine and a half. And I don't have a list in front of me. I'll have to find one. But what teams are in a position, either financially or have the next four years of first round picks that can actually offer Sheet Marner? Might not be a. So do you think Mitch Marner would like to go to a team like that, let's say Arizona, to make his 11-6 instead of, say, 9-6 and play in Arizona for the next five, six, seven years? But if he does, that shows to that, – that, I think that brings out who he is as a person. And I hate to be critical of athletes who are just looking to, to make the most out of their career and make as much money as we can or as they can. But if you're talking about 9.5 to 11 – Let's be realistic here. That's still a ton of money. That million and a half a year isn't going to make that much of a difference. The taxes will get rid of it. The taxes will get rid of it, and you're getting paid in U.S. dollars. You know what, Brian? What we're going to find out. See, I, I think... Um, I don't think Mitch is that guy that wants to go play with an uncompetitive team and make 11.5 or whatever. I truly think he's a, he's a player that wants to be in a competitive market, a big market, But, you know, I don't know. I, I'm not inside his head. It, it, it's tough to see because you don't hear much on his side. You don't hear much on his with his camp. He didn't want to negotiate during the year. Which bothers me. Why can Matthews do that? But Marner, no. oh, you know well, they what? Just, they just threw the money at Matthews. As they should have, yeah. though. <laughs> Here you go, buddy. He just, he, they threw it. Good. He de- I, think, I think he deserves it. I just don't like the way Marner's approaching, and who am I? He's your he's your, he's your lottery pick. He's your, he's your first overall guy. That is your number one priority, and he has all the stats in the world to back it up. I just don't think we can like start painting Marner with that brush. That like, oh, he's a, he's a greedy athlete who just wants his money. We'll see. It could be it could be his agent talking. Too, it could be his agent talking, which most you know, likely is the case because obviously they're coached up on these things. But mm-hmm. I mean, looking at it from just an average person's perspective, why, like, like you said, nine, 10 mil, Jordan, you said done. Why makes, uh, he doesn't want to tell me where to sign. He doesn't want to feel inferior to Matthews and, and Tavares. And I think that's why he's maybe pushing for that kind of money. So I don't think he wants to make nine and Matthews and Tavares are in the 11s when he thinks deep down, he's the one pushing. But deep down these, these guys, these guys have to take a step back and really handle this situation carefully because they have they have to think of the future and what opportunities are going to present themselves. Um, you know, you're playing and Mitch Mitch of all guys would know this. Johnny T obviously knew this when he came home, but you're playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. You're not playing for some, you know, some southern team in the U.S. You're you're playing for the the mecca of hockey and especially for a guy like him who grew up here who know who knows damn well what it means to be a leaf he needs to take a step back and actually analyze himself and his career and what that potentially will mean not now but in a few years from now when they actually do seriously contend for a cup i like brian's price your price is decent too jordan unfortunately for me i don't know why i just like if I was dubious, I'd I'd agree to ten point five. I'd hope, like as a last resort type thing. But I don't know. That's that, that's very expensive. 
Look at these teams that are that uh, that went further in the playoffs this year. Yeah, none of them had. None of them have guy had had even maybe one guy making that kind of money. The Leafs are ready to have three. I I hate the idea that Marner wants to be paid as much as Matthews, because okay, I know Marner was like the MVP. He was the MVP of the team. He had a fantastic season. You can't you can't. Knock but when him. you look at when you look at when it comes to physical playoff hockey, there's games where Rich Marner is essentially invisible. Marner's great in game 34 against the Carolina Hurricanes on a Sunday afternoon at 5 p.m. <laughs> but no, Brian, he's not good. game seven against the Boston Bruins. But he's he's a great player and he's been he played well. No, I know. In I'm the just playoffs. I know. I know. I know what you're saying. He's yeah. just if, if you're to me when playoff hockey, if you're yeah. thinking about a guy you want on the ice, awesome. win the last three minutes. I'm putting Matthews out there. 100% of the time, and Tavares before I am Marner. And it's the whole center factor too, right? He's a, he's a six-foot Center factor, center, bigger body. Big body. Strong, weighs more, I feel, can, can deliver a little bit more yeah. than Marner can in a situation like that. Not taking away from who he is as a player, but yeah, you look at that last five minutes. It doesn't matter because Babcock won't have him out there anyway in the last couple minutes yeah, of the game. Let's be realistic. Anyway. He's going to have uh, Freddie the Goat. Marlowe. Marlowe. Uh, Tyler Ennis Josh Levo if he could no (laughs) no Josh Levo he's not even on the team anymore there was talk I I saw someone tweet I think it was Dangle uh, Zaitsev for Levo swap I did see that I thought that was hilarious was it Dangle? Uh, or was yeah, it, yeah I saw yeah. Steve Dangle uh, post that and I honestly thought it was Levo would come hilarious. back to Toronto and be <laughs> and he's, he'd be scoring goals man he went to Van though, and he got off to a huge start. And after living out west for a while, I, I met a lot of Vancouver fans, obviously. And once Levo got there, it was embarrassing how happy these people were. And, Levo, and it reminded me uh, who I was as a Leafs fan from 2009 to about 2016, where I'd get excited about stuff like that. When Nicholas got- Hagman. When they got, yeah, the Hagman or Ricard have a nice team Yeah, and I got stoked about that kind of stuff. And that's how Vancouver fans are with a guy like Levo. First line player, great shot. I'm like, guys, this shows how sad your franchise is if you're they're gonna have, excited they're gonna have, about a they're guy They're going to have like a that. nice team in a few years, though. Like, you, Just, look at, you look at the prospects they're stacking up. They, they got a nice team. Yeah, they'll, they'll have a nice team. I mean, that's, I mean losing in the NHL, losing... Consistently, eventually, you'll you'll be able to produce a good team, right? Because you'll be able to draft high and and develop. Unless you're the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, unless you're the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, but scouting's a big scouting's a big factor too, right? That's true. But yeah, Brian, you couldn't be more right. Like literally, back in the day, in the dark days of being a Leafs fan, we were just so fired up over the use the most useless players no-name players and we're just like texting each other oh my goodness this guy's on our team this guy's gonna be awesome nick hagman oh my god 20 goals 30 goals just so excited so excited boshaman gonna come and stay david clarkson my friend and i in high school we were grade nine or ten we used to make predictions on what we thought players or how many goals and points players would get and i still think i have this piece of paper at home i said that pavel kabina was going to score like 65 points or something like that. That Jason Blake was going off for like 53 goals. 
How am that, that's this piece of paper in. I'm gonna try and find that because frame that if we can paper. take a picture of this and post it on the purposely offside Instagram. It would be legendary to toss on that uh, Instagram based off of those moronic predictions. Let's be realistic here. We're doing a quick draft. You guys a little bit ready of golf for... draft live on purposely offside. I think is very poetic. Only reason being, uh, we have a fantasy golf group that we have and. Um, we usually draft for majors, but given it's the last tournament of the segment, it's in Hamilton. We figured we would uh, we would draft for that um, that Canadian Open. So because they tee off in about twelve hours or so, we figured we'd do it now. Are you going Friday? You're going to the Open on Friday. Yes. Oh, nice. Yes. You going, Jordan? Nope. Yeah. I'll I might, watch I might it look for from home. You guys should come. Florida Georgia Line's playing Friday night. Actually, yeah. is that when they're doing all the concerts? Saturday is, um, oh, geez, Glorious Suns, I think, is playing Saturday. They're predicting this this to be a, a big tournament again. Uh, the PGA, I think the PGA really hit it out of the park by moving the Canadian Open back to the week before the U.S. Open. Uh, it was a very smart move on their part. And I think, I, I really hope that they get a really good turnout this weekend. Well, I think are the tickets sold out? The tickets aren't sold out yet, Brian? Friday's sold out entirely. Friday's Every single section or ticket package you can buy for Friday is gone. Uh, Saturday and Sunday and obviously tomorrow are still available. But, um, yeah, good, great field. Like Rory, uh, Kepka's back again, although he missed a cut last year. DJ's back, defending champion. Uh, Thomas was a late entry, which I thought was really cool. Uh, Garcia's here, Stenson. Um, I'm pretty much just giving all giving away all the names to Vitaly to pick, actually. <laughs> oh, he's definitely, he's definitely just greasing some of those names, aren't you? That's Raptors nice. are up fifty-two thirty-eight, by the way. Wow. Go Raps. Do you guys want to do a little onside offside? Let's do it. Brian, this is your offside versus onside debut. Do you, How do you feel about that? I feel that Bataglia is extremely upset that I just picked. You took my guy. The one and only <laughs> Webb Simpson. And you definitely did that so you can see his reaction. 100%. Live here in the studio. Yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's do some uh, onside offside. I'm down with that. All right, let's do it. All right, so just to go over the rules, or not rules, but just how this thing works, it's basically like your agree or disagree type segment. If you agree, uh, go onside. If you disagree, offside. Deal. Is that good? Yeah. All right. First statement, and it's very relative to the you know the game that's going on right now, and an, an individual who's not playing in the game in the Raptors Golden State game right now. Kevin Durant. Obviously, we know he's injured. Kevin Durant will play in the NBA Finals. Onside or offside, Jordan? I'm going to go onside. And it's all going to depend on the outcome of the game tonight. But So you think he's playing? If the Raptors win, absolutely he's back. If Golden State wins, I think he'll be back by uh, game five. Wow. Uh, but the outcome of tonight's game greatly affects when Kevin Durant's back. He's been practicing this week. Um, there hasn't really been word on how he's been, but yeah, I think if he's cleared, he'll he's playing. 
So you think if they if the Golden State Warriors lose tonight, he's going to come in desperation. He plays, no game, he plays on Friday if they lose tonight. Right. And Thompson will be back Friday. Hmm. I want to say I'm going to say offside. I've had a couple, you know, leg injuries in the past, and it's unpredictable, really. And and you know, I've had leg injuries playing, you know, beer league hockey, not an NBA superstar. Yeah. And you can't just come in there and expect to perform. And I, it's, it's serious enough that he's been out for quite a while now. I can't see him just being thrown in and jeopardizing his future as well just to win a, a couple games. I know it's a championship, but I truly don't think he's at a level now where he is ready to come back. So I don't think he'll be back. Maybe game seven, if it got to that. But then what kind of Kevin Durant are you getting? A guy who hasn't played and at that point will almost be you know, a month. Yeah. That's a good point. I, I've I've talked to a few people who have suffered a similar injury to, you know, as uh, Kevin Durant has, and it's it's painful. I'm gonna go offside as well. I don't know about you guys. I think this is just a big troll job. That seems to be a theme in our show today. But I actually think that the Golden State Warriors are talking about Kevin Durant practicing and Kevin Durant potentially coming back just to get into the Raptors heads a little bit. Yeah. Good call. Actually. I think it's just like Never a big, I think that. it's a game. Like they want to, they want to put that, that seed of doubt in the Raptors minds that Kevin's coming back. And if he comes back, you can't win. And who knows, maybe that affects their performance in a game that he's not playing in because they have in the back of their minds that, Oh man, when Kevin Durant comes back, I don't think we stand a chance. Totally. So I, I think, I think honestly, all this talk about Kevin Durant practicing and I think it's bogus. I, I don't I don't think we see him in the NBA Finals. Next up. Next up. Nazem Kadri will be a Toronto Maple Leaf next season. Should I go? Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to say onside because I'm not buying into this rumor that uh, Mr. Avery threw out there and I, I think I think I want to believe that he's matured after the last two playoff seasons. And I, I truly think they just want to see how the team will perform with Kadri as a third line center in the playoffs. I think they'll give it one more shot. If he gets worthy of one more shot, if they don't make it through the first round this year, or he gets suspended again, he's gone. Or if they get an incredible offer for him, then yeah, maybe they'll entertain it. But I, I think he, he plays a full season playoffs included if they make it knock on wood with the Toronto Maple Leafs mm-hmm. Jordan offside I think they deal him and I think it's because of his contract he has a very favorable contract for the points that he's putting up he's a 30 goal scorer had a bit of a down season this year but I think his favorable contract his low cap hit um, he has proven he can be a top line center and I think his history of suspensions in the playoffs are going to push the Leafs to move him. I think that he, I think that Kadri is replaceable. Um, and I think there are more dire needs that uh, this team needs on defense. And I think he'll be a piece that'll that'll uh, get the Leafs the, a defenseman in return. Yeah, so you see some value. 
I, there's a lot of value in Kadri. He, he he greatly outperforms his contract by far. And and but obviously in a in a perfect world, you see him getting dealt for a defenseman that we need. Yep, or or one of the pieces that will get a, a high level defenseman in return. I struggle with this one, but I'm gonna go. Oof. I'm gonna go onside. I think he's gonna be a Leaf next year. And the reason I, I say that is because although other teams value his contract, I think the Leafs also value his contract. And the Leafs also value the production they can potentially get out of his contract. And because of that, it's worth going and or taking a risk for that that extra season to see what they could do when they have a Matthews, Tavares, and Kadri one, two, three line punch down the middle. Because the fact of the matter is they I mean they, they didn't get to see that this year in the playoffs against the Bruins. So I think they give it one more year. Again, could they be tempted to trade him if something were to uh, were to be in the works? Yeah, it depends what they get. But I, I really think that they want to give Naz another shot. Do I think he deserves another shot? I don't know that either. I have a hard time answering that too. Two years in a row, um, he kind of puts the Leafs in a difficult spot. But... I think Leafs management's going to be able to look past that and uh, and give him an opportunity, and hopefully he learns and hopefully he uh, grows uh, for next year. Great points. All right, last one. Then we will get to three stars, and then we are then we are all done, boys. Last one. We get, oh, this is going to be a this is going to be a discussion. Um, I'm so hungry too. I'm, I'm sweating. Yeah. sweating. Let's make it a quick hungry. discussion. Are you down with that? I need a quick yeah. brewski. The yeah. Toronto Raptors. Are the legit front runner to sign Kawhi? Hundred percent onside. 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 The, this this run to the finals and all the hype that the city's created uh, has definitely shown Kawhi that this is a place that he can definitely stay. I'm su- surprised Brian was such a quick off- onside. I'm shocked. Part Maybe of that is hunger and explain thirst. explain yourself, sir. But, yeah, but part yeah. of it's hunger and thirst, but part of it is also you just want to get the hell out of here. No, 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 not that at all. I, I am sweating. He's buckets. Sweaty. But I, I truly do think that um, based off of the personality that he portrays, he's a guy that doesn't want to be a New York Nick or an LA Laker and everything that goes along with that. I think he's cool with hanging out up in Toronto, sort of flying under the radar in a way, sort of being this, you know, uh, underdog hero, if you will. What about the whole weather BS? Man, that pisses me off. Let me tell you the whole weather nonsense. It's cold. And half of the the northern uh, it's colder, it's colder in Milwaukee, Boston, New York. It's yeah. cold in Milwaukee. It's cold in New York. It's cold in Chicago. It's cold in Boston. That's nuts with this weather crap. nonsense. It drives me crazy. Yeah, that, that weather nonsense is a little crazy. Everyone think everyone in the U.S. thinks we live in the Arctic. It drives me nuts when I hear that. Yeah, it's cold everywhere. Aside from like far down south, and even then, it gets cold sometimes in like February. Give me a break with the whole weather nonsense you include the raptors success along the side that he has relatively had a healthy season he's he's playing still playing basketball i know he's a little bit hurt everyone is like you said earlier jordan he's still playing into the nba finals that that was his goal to get a full season's works work in after playing just nine games last year you add that on top of the success of the raptors i think Kawhi stan and i can say that with a lot more confidence compared to you know, me saying that maybe three, four weeks ago. We talked about it on, on prior podcasts. What's it going to take for Kawhi to stay? And the one big to, uh, talking point we had was 
they have to make it to they have to make it to the finals for yeah. him to entertain staying and and they've done that they've been successful there is we're now legit talking about them potentially winning the NBA championship and all of that's just that's just that's just all extra Vladdy Guerrero Jr. just hit a home run to go up by two on the Yankees just gonna throw it out there all right three stars and then we're done Jordan what's who is your star of the week I'm going with a guy who's turned into a huge beauty and a guy who is a very underrated star in the NHL uh, and Mr. Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, guy's a stud in the playoffs, man. What a pickup that guy was for the Blues. Yeah, big two goals the other night. Huge, big two goals. He He's leading that team right now. And, um, you know, if they're if they got a shot at winning the cup, it's going to be him playing well. So it's a perfect player. Yeah, he had a great he's a perfect game. guy to have in your lineup against the Boston Bruins. Yeah, he plays that gritty as hell. Game. He's a no BS guy, and the guy is just a grizzly, gritty, gritty player. He's he's a beauty. He's one of my favorite players in the NHL right now. I'm gonna go. We're gonna end off with you, Brian. No problem. Uh, one of my stars of the week. This guy's the stars of the star of the month. Star of the last two months. Got to give it to Kawhi Leonard for multiple reasons. He has done something here in Toronto that no superstar has done since Vince Carter. It's probably because we haven't really had a superstar since Vince Carter. But he's elevated this team, this Toronto Raptor team, to another level. And the success they're seeing with Kawhi Leonard in his first year as a Toronto Raptor is incredible. They're at a height in terms of value in their franchise. Could sell for $2 billion. And he's just worth the price of admission. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is taking the Toronto Raptors somewhere they've never been before. He's taking them to the NBA Finals. Right now they're up by 12 in the closing out the second quarter almost. About two minutes left. And he could potentially bring them he could potentially bring the Raptors a championship. And if that's not statue-worthy, I don't know what is. Bri? I am going to give a huge shout-out to the folks here at CFMU 93.3 for allowing us this incredible medium here and uh, giving us that 30-minute show that we hope to to do well with and, and reach a, a large audience and, and portray a lot of fantastic interviews. And it couldn't have been done without, um, you know, James Tennant. And uh, we had Larry training us as well. Love Larry. Uh, showing us how everything works in the computer and the sound system and the boards. And we're, we're truly excited to, to see what we can do with this. And, you know, it might be rusty to start, but we, we truly think that it's going to be a fantastic show. We're going to have a lot of great individuals in here and, a lot of great dialogue. So big shout out to end the show to, uh, to 93.3 CFMU. You'll be hearing a lot of us. Uh, you can follow us on our social media, Purposely Offside. CFMU is also on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can check out their website as well. And that's where our show will be posted, our 30-minute show. And then we'll be posting uh, the rest of our podcast, obviously, on uh, Purposely Offside. But you'll be able to see all of that on our Twitter and Instagram first show on radio guys like brian said this monday 93.3 listen to us 
we'll have uh, Anthony Romano on. That'll be exciting. Yeah, we're having a good chat with him. Yeah, it'll be nice to uh, get in the head uh, and get in the mind of a uh, you know an elite runner like him, and he's a fantastic athlete in a lot of other sports as well. So, it'll be really fun to dive in to see what he has to say and uh, and go from there. But super excited for sure. Can't wait. All right, guys. Sorry for being absent for so long, but hey, the big news we dropped today was worth the wait. Thanks for listening as always, guys. We'll talk soon. Take it easy. Ciao.